The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's up is being studied. Starting from the new Mishnah, the tenth Perik of Masechet Nedarim. Just to give a little introduction, the uh, terminologies. We learned in Masechet Ketubot that there is different stages of a girl's uh, maturity. Uh, Till, let's say she's 12 years old, she's considered a katana, she's considered a minor. Once she gets to 12 years old, between 12 and 12 and 6 months, she's considered a ne'ara. It's a mahlukit, actually, the Rosh and the Rambam. The Rosh says, once she gets to 12 months and has simanim, she has signs of maturation, sa'arot, so that she's considered a ne'ara. Rambam says, no, it's an automatic. Once she gets to 12 years old, she's considered a ne'ara. At 12 and 6 months, she matures again to the stage that's called a bogeret. Bogeret is like an adult. Our Mishnah discusses the status of a ne'ara that is engaged. She's me'orasa. Now, normally if a lady is not engaged, a girl, her father has the ability to nullify her nedarim. It means on the day that the father hears it, if he does not want the nedar to be hal, he's just able to mefer, and it's mufar. However, once she gets engaged, so now she has somebody else, that's over she has her uh, potential husband. So therefore, the Mishnah is going to teach us that when she's ne'aram ne'orasa, and she makes nedarim, or for that matter, even nedarim that are on her before she became engaged, and now she becomes engaged, so now you need a joint effort to be to nullify. You need the father, because she really doesn't leave the father's domain yet, she's only engaged. And you also need the husband now, the potential husband, because now he entered possession, so to speak, over here. So therefore you need aviha uba'ala as a joint effort, not one or the other, in order to be mefer the nedarim. And that's the first line of our Mishnah. Ne'ara ha'morasa aviha uba'ala mefirin nedareha. Now the Ra'an over here <coughs> gives us a lot of information. First Ra'an, Na'ara ha'morasa aviha uba'ala mefirin nedareha. Afidu nedarim shinadra be'oda pinuya. Okay, that's the first rule. Even the darim that were around when she was a pinuya, when she was single, now she got engaged. The arus mefir bekodmim rule. The arus, arus is the uh, we call him the uh, hatan. It's not a hatan; it's arus. He is able to be mefir nedarim even that were made before he became an arus. Bishutfute de av with the uh, partnership of the father. Kediita begemara veneara denakat. Now, why did choose the case of a neara? It's coming to exclude a bogeret. That's a girl that's 12 and 6 months. Why? The father already loses rights once she becomes a bogeret. She's not considered in his domain. Even if she's single. And he cannot be mefer nedareha. Now if she got engaged, 
וארוס נמה בלא שותפותי דאב לא מצא מפעל. Which means a bulgarian that gets engaged, the only way you'd be able to be מפעל is with a partnership. And you don't have a partnership, because we said already the father doesn't have rights. So therefore, since the father doesn't have rights, Arus cannot do it alone. So again, a bulgarian that gets engaged, her nedarim cannot be mufar, uh, not by the father, and not by the Arus. Abal, who adin namid debatir alif shana, even an 11-year-old, shenadra, or shenidra nivdeket, which means nivdekim, we check her nedarim, which is her nedarim can be valid. The ab, the Arus befirim nedra. Don't think only in the Aram or Asa, you get the combination of the father and the Arus. But even a, a younger girl, even an 11-year-old girl that makes nedarim, and she's engaged, it's aviya ubala. The only reason why it said Na'ara is to exclude a Bogeret. Because a Bogeret, then the Aviyah Ubala do not be Mifir if she got engaged. Because since already she's out of the, the domain of the father, she's also considered that she, the Arush cannot make the Hafara alone. Okay, so that's the principle of this Perik. Na'ara Murasa, Aviyah Ubala Mifirim Now the Mishnah seems to be repetitive. Because the Mishnah says, if the father nullified, but the Arus didn't. Or the Arus nullified, and the father didn't. It's not Mufar. Which means, again, <laughs> both of them have to be Mefer. Which means you cannot have a split vote here. Both of them have to be Mefer. If one of them is Mefer and one of them is not, so then the need remains uh, sound. Okay, now that's repetitive. We just said in the beginning of the Mishnah, Na'aram, or Asa, Ve'ba'ala, Mifirim, Nidareh. That's why you need a joint effort. We need the Mishnah to be so specific. Well, if he did it without him, and he did it without him, then we'll see. That's the Gemara's question. And then the Mishnah concludes and says, Ve'en sarich lomar, Shikiyem echad mehem. Now we have to discuss the Inyan of Kiyum. What does it mean, Kiyum? Kiyum is the uh, exact opposite of Hafara. Whereas hafara is to nullify the nedir, kiyum is to to uphold the nedir, which means to strengthen it, to, to make it stand. Right? The hakim. How does a person make him a nedir? He says verbally, I'm making him the nedir. And the, 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 the girl makes the nedir. Yes, let it stand. Or silence can also be a form of hakama. On the day that the nedir is made, if nobody reacts and objects, so by the end of the day, it's considered as if there was a hakama. So the Mishnah is just saying over here that, and we don't have to say, that if one of them was Mekim, and one of them is Mefer, that the Nedid is going to stand. Which means, till now we discussed the case where one was Mefer, and one did nothing. Right? So therefore we say that, what? It's considered uh, 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 not Mufar, because you need, a, uh, you need both of them. So one was Mekim, and one was uh, Mefer, that the nidr is, again, sound, the nidr is hal. And the Gemara is going to explain that case also for me. It's also seemingly Mishnah is repeating itself over and over. And the, Mishnah, and the Gemara now begins. Hainu resha. That's the first question we asked. The resha toraswat ne'aram orasa aviha ubala mefirim nedarea. Aviha ubala mefirim nedarea. So what do you need the second part of the Mishnah to tell me? Well, if he did it, if the father did it without the husband, or the husband was mefer without the father, it's not considered mufad. You told me, you need both. So I would have thought, when it says, maybe it's o-o, 
which means maybe it's or the father or the husband. And therefore, I wouldn't know necessarily from reading our Mishnah that it's a joint over here. I would say, if the father wants to do it, if the husband wants to do it. That's why the Mishnah has to come and tell you, no, 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 no. You need both. And it speaks it out clearly. If the father did it without the husband, or the husband did it without the father, it's not going to be Mufad. That's why you need the second part of the uh, Mishnah. Now, you'll just ask a, a question. Uh, let the Mishnah just say simple. Let's say clearly, both of them are mefedanet. So you can have no suffix that it's both. So the Ran speaks out because if we just would have said shinehem, I could have learned like this: shinehem means that the husband and the arus. If the arus is going to do it, he needs the help of the father. But if the father wants to do it, he can do it alone. I would say the opposite: that if the arus wants to do it, he can do it alone. But if the father wants to do it, he needs the help of the arus. Shinehem. I could learn is only in one case that you need Shinehim. And therefore the Mishnah has to come along and tell you, no, you need both of them in all cases. The father needs the Arus, and the Arus needs the father. So again, if the Mishnah just would have spoken out, Shinehim Mifidim, I would say in one case, Shinehim Mifidim, I would either say, either the father needs the husband, and if when the husband uh, wants to make a farah, he needs the father to help him. But the father can do it alone. And then when the Mishnah says, no, that's not so. The father can't do it alone, and the Arus cannot do it alone as well. That's the Hadush of our Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and continues. Right? You don't have to tell me in a case where one of them was Mikayim. So we have a situation where one of them was Mikayim. Let's say for argument's sake, the Arus was Mikayim, and the father was Mefir. So of course the Nerus is going to be Kayam. Because we just learned, it's not nullified until both of them nullify. So, Kocheken, when one was actually Nekin, and only one was Mefed, then that is going to be Hal. So, the Gemara asked the obvious question. And the question is, Lamali Lemitna. What do you need this to be stated for? You just told me if one was mefer without the other, it doesn't mean anything. Kiyem ehad mehem. If one of them was actually mekayem, lamalit sidicha lemitne. What do you have to say it for? Again, if one of them was mefer, it's not enough, and the neder is still hal, still valid. Kochekem, and one was mekim, and one was mefer. Of course, the neder is going to be still valid. So the Gemara answers ki it's tarichle. It's a specific case. Kegon. So one of them made hafara. Let's uh, speak out together. The father made hafara. Let's say. So you so far you have one. Not enough. Vikiyim ehad, ahir, and then the arus was mekayim. Vehazar mekayim. Then he retracted. Vinishal al hakamato. He went to the rabbis, and uh, he's, you're able to reverse your hakama, just like if a person makes a neder, right? You're able to absolve. So he was making the net. Then he went to the rabbis. You know what? I changed my mind. Oh, ma'u de temas. I would have thought. My de ukihai akre. I would say whatever he did, he uprooted. And therefore, let him just make now a hafara, the second guy. Combine it with the hafara of the first guy. And now you have both of them making hafara. And therefore, the net will be mufar. Kamashmalam de mefirim shinehem bevat achat. That you have to be mefer simultaneously. Now, what does simultaneous mean? It means you're not allowed to have an interference in between. 
because in this case you have hafara on one side, so he's good. Right? The second you have a hakama, a reversal, and then a hafara. No good. That hakama is interference in between. When it says you have to have hafara, bevat achat means you can have nothing separating between the first hafara and the second hafara that would make it invalid. Here, temporarily, the hakama invalidates this hafara. Because one hafara alone is nothing. Ah, but he, he, he reversed it. Doesn't matter. Shnehem, you need to be bevatahat, which means you have to do it not simultaneously. I want to point that out, which means one can make the hafara in shaharit and the other one can make the hafara in uh, arvit. That's not what we mean, shnehem, bevatahat, which means it has to be without anything interfering to break the original hafara. When the first guy made the hafara, right? So if the second one would make hafara, bingo. I don't care if it's ten hours later. Now you have two hafara, then there is ufar. Here, you have hafara of number one. Hakamah number two. Right away, there's interference. This hafara is now uh, weakened. Oh, but he reversed it. It doesn't matter. And not only did he reverse it, and he made hafara. Like said, you have two hafaras now. So now what do you do? So if we have an interesting makhluk at Rishonim, what do you do now in this case? According to Harambam, the game's over. There is no, this nedir cannot be mufar. There's no double, uh, double jeopardy. You can't come back, now can I slot again, and make a hafara a second time together. No. He agrees that the hakama could be reversed, but it doesn't matter now. It's too late, because bottom line, you're not going to be able to make another hafara. That Amban argues. The Amban says, no. All it means is that you cannot use the hafara after the reversal to combine with the first hafara. But if you both together come again and make a new hafara again, you'll have uh, no problem. And that's the shita of the Ramban, and it seems like that's what the Ran holds as well. Now there's another question over here that the the Ran asks, which uh, we have to look at. The Ran has a shayla like this. Let's say a person marries a lady. He makes a kedushin. And he's Mekadesh a lady, Almena Che'en Aleha Nedarim. You can do that. You can make a stipulation. I'm marrying you on the Kedushin, you have no Nedarim. Okay, then it's found that she had Nedarim. Okay, so there's no Kedushin. Because he, she didn't live up to the uh, stipulation. Oh, but it says, let's say he gave the Kedushin, and there was Nedarim on her, but she went to the Hakam, and she got a Hafara. Never, not Hafara, Hatara, they, they absolved her. So now the Kedushin is Hal, because we know that Hatara retroactively <coughs> takes off the nedarim. So his ma'asik kedushin was hal. Because he said, I'm not on the nedarim. And once retroactively you, you know, you, you're absolved, so the kedushin is hal. That's the, the law. So Esther Rashba, a very strong question. Seemingly, when this lady over here, or what the arus, he made, let's say, hakama, in this case. He established the nedar, right? Then he reversed Right? Then he went to the rabbi and he reversed it. Seemingly the reversal should make it like it never happened. And therefore, why then is it considered an interference? Which if you say the hakama never happened, so they've erased that from history. So now Lechara all he has to do is make a hafara, and now it should join up with the first hafara, and now you have both of them being mifin, it should be mufar. Which is just like hatara works retroactively. What's retroactively mean? It's like you never did it. It wasn't there. So then why is the Gemara saying over here that when he makes a hakama, then makes a reversal, oh, there was an interference between the first hafara and the second hafara, no good. Lechaurah, let him retroactively uh, destroy him. Which means the, the hakama, right? Make believe the hakama never happened. When he goes to the rabbi, right? He's like, no, I didn't mean to make mikim. Okay, you weren't mikim. That, that's the mechanics of it. 
Also, that's the mechanics of it. So what do you say? But it's interfering. In history, it didn't interfere because of retroactively you uprooted it. So the Nanovi gives a very, uh, very nice answer in, in, in this subject. He says like this. This case of Kiddushin is much different. Because the case of Kiddushin, the guy did a ma'aseh, a bona fide action of Kiddushin. He gave a case of Kiddushin, which was no question on the ma'aseh Kiddushin. What was the only thing that was impending the Kiddushin, or impeding the Kiddushin? This nedet uh, business. Good. So when you have a full-fledged ma'aseh, and you have a nedarim in the way, so since I retroactively got rid of the nedarim, so the ma'aseh Kiddushin, which was a strong ma'aseh, is hal. Here, what am I playing with? I'm playing with one hafara, trying to build on this one hafara to strengthen it, to make it a legitimate hafara. Because hafara of one alone is very weak. Because again, the hafara alone can't uh, do too much. You need the second uh, guy's uh, uh, hafara as well. The mashal. If the first guy made hafara, the second guy died. It's nothing. His hafara is worthless, this first guy. You need both of them to make hafara. So therefore, on a weak action, like one hafara, even a little interference, albeit it can be retroactively uh, nullified, but since you don't have, you don't have a ma'ase, you don't have anything, you don't have legs yet. So therefore, it's, he calls it a, it's kalush, it's weak. Therefore, such a interference, even momentarily, where there was a hakama, and then you undid it, is not going to give the first hafara strength and legs. And therefore, uh, it's going to be considered interference. That's why it's not going to be uh, ha. And that's the, the, the lesson of the last part of the Mishnah. But the last part of the Mishnah says, So the Hadush over there is, that what? No, in a case where one made hafara, one made hakama, reversed his hakama, Hadush is, now this hafara that he makes, at that point, is not going to join up with the first guy. Right? Because bottom line, there was a interference in between. Then I just asked the question, based on the Hadush of the Gemara, this Lashon of the Mishnah doesn't make too much sense anymore. The Insarich Lamar. What do you mean? Now we have a phenomenal Hadush uh, over here. The Insarich Lamar is master. Hey, you don't got to tell me. That's, that's obvious. Well, Lamaskanat the Gemara, it is not obvious at all. And if that's what the Mishnah's point was, so he just says that the Insarich Lamar means like this. And I don't have to tell you a regular case. And therefore, you're going to have to tell me there's a chedush over here. Which means, I don't have to tell you a regular case where this guy made hafara, and this guy made hakama, that the nidr is still hal. That's obvious. I just, didn't I just tell you? If one was mefed and one did nothing, the nidr is still hal. Because you came where one was mefed and one was mekim, so certainly the nidr is going to be hal. I don't have to tell you that. And since I don't have to tell you that, right? So therefore, that case must be coming for a... Bigger Hidush, not the obvious. And therefore the Mishnah Yomara is saying that it's not, it's not, because it was coming to somebody obvious, then the whole, the whole Mishnah doesn't make any sense. And then it is redundant. But the sins, I have another Hidush of that Kama in between, so therefore I can tell you that. Because that's the, the summary of that piece. Now we really have to go look for a source. Now that we got some side questions out of the way, we need to know a biblical source. How do you know that an Aram or her father, and our Arus, Together, break Nidarim. Yeah, because I could have argued, I could tell you, listen, she's still in the father's domain until she gets married. And you know, maybe the Arus has no rights in Bechlal. Or maybe I could argue the other way. Once she becomes Arus, Arusa, she's out of the father's possession, and let the uh, Arus do it alone. Which means, who told you this law that we're taking for granted that in Aram or Asa, Aviyah u Ba'ala Bishutafut, Mifirim Nidareha? 
Now, to appreciate uh, the next piece with Pesukim and things like that, you have to have a little awareness of the Parashah, Parashat Matot, where Parashat Nedarim is actually written. Now, in your uh, art scrolls, I think it will be advantageous uh, in the Hagdama of the Perik, right? Right, right in the introduction, they do bring you down some of the uh, Pesukim. I think it's Kedai, just to read the uh, intro, uh, Pesukim, just to know what's going on in the Parashah. God spoke to the, Moshe spoke to the heads of tribes to teach them the word of God. God makes a neder. He binds himself. He cannot profane his word. Okay, so now we're talking about a, a case of a single girl. She makes a neder bin oreha bet avia when she's by her father. She's single. She makes a neder by her father. Veshama avia didra veesara asher asara nafsha veharish laavia. So what the father kept quiet. What do we learn about keeping quiet? Vekamu kol nedarea vechol isar asher asara nafsha yakum. So that's considered a hakama, and therefore the nedarim will stand. Vimeni avia otav yom shumo, but imheni, which means if he restrains her, restraining means he made a hafara. Kol nedarea veesar asher asara nafsha lo yakum. Okay, the nedarim are not going to be honored. Good. So the first perasha pasuk vav specifically is talking about a single girl in her father's house. Next pasuk, ve'im hayot leish. Now this is going to be the source pasuk of a na'adam orasa. Okay, an engaged girl. How do you know this pasuk to an engaged girl? Well, wait for the gemara how it methodically proves that this is an engaged girl. But this is going to be it. Now it says ve'im. Now pay note, ve'im is a vav. We have a normal rule that whenever vav, vav is obviously mosif on the subject that we just learned before. Now the subject we learned before is who's making the hafara? The father. So the style of the derasha, at least according to one version, is going to be, well, if this is being mosif, meaning in this case now, not only the father, but somebody else also has a share in this stake over here. And therefore, she has the darim. Now, Interesting, it says, Undarea Aleha. So from over here you see, like we learned in the Ran, in the beginning of the Perik, she has the Darim already on her. Then we learn in the beginning of the Perik that a Arus is able to break the Darim, even the Darim that were on her before she became an Arusa. Which means, even if she came into the engagement with the Darim, the Arusa, the Arus has a right to mifidem with the partnership of the father. So let's say, let's say she made it, I'm just guessing, she made a nidr in the morning, she got engaged in the afternoon. But the point is, it says, undareha aleha. The nidarim were on her already. Her husband heard now, on the day, right, on the day that he heard it. And he kept quiet. So he kept quiet, we said, it's considered like a hakama. Again, if the husband on the day that he hears it uh, refrains her, they fed it the drasher aleha. Then the Good. Then the next person is What about a widow? We're making a neder or a divorcee. So she's she's free. She's her own uh, lady. Now we talk about the last case: a married lady. Not engaged in, but she's married. 
And the husband heard it, he didn't uh, refrain of it. Next person, if he uh, is, wants to revoke them, he has the ability to do that as well. So when it comes to a married lady, it's obvious from the Torah that the husband has full, uh, full jurisdiction. Correct? Good. When it comes to a single girl in a father's house, it's clear that the father has full jurisdiction. What we're looking for is that middle stage. And the Arama Urasa, how do you know from these Pesukim that uh, both the father and the husband have a joint over here? Okay? And I'm going to tell you it's going to be from the Pasuk of Im Hayot Leish. We learned that that's the case of engagement. And the Vav is coming to be Mosif. And not only the father, which we talked about in the Pasuk before, has rights, but now there's another guy that has rights now. What? That's the Arus. Okay? Now let's start that inside. Gemara is going to ask a series of questions back and forth. Let's start. Gemara says, "Ve'ne'aram orasa, avia u'ba'ala mefirim nedarea minalan." What's the biblical source for this halacha? Amar. I'm going to change that to Rava. Okay. Amar kera ve'im hayot yeleish. She gets engaged. So that's what that's why we're learning it. Undarea alia. She has the darim. Mikan. The Gemara speaks it out straight. So now the Gemara asks a series of questions. Maybe someone when she's married. How do you know Vimayotiye is talking about when she's engaged? Maybe Vimayotiye is talking about when she's married. How do you know? So the Gemara says, We have another pasuk that talks about a married lady. We read it inside. The Im Bet Isha Nadara. So the Gemara says, Maybe both of them are talking about Nisu'ah. Now you ask the obvious question, what do I need to Pesukim to tell me that when a lady is married, that her husband could be, um, if the only one can be Mephede Darim. What do you need to Pesukim to tell me Nisu'ah? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know what the Hidush is? That by a married lady, the, the husband cannot be Mephede alone the darim that were made before the Nisu'in. So I need one pasuk just to tell me the husband has rights uh, at Nisu'in. And the second pasuk I need to tell me what? That you should know his rights are limited. Only on the darim going forward after the marriage. But could mean things that were done before the marriage. No. That's what I needed to pasukim for. So the Gemara says, I can learn both Hadushim from one pasuk. Which means, I can learn it from the Pasuk that says, Ve'im bet isha nadara, undarea aleha. I'm sorry. Ve'im bet isha nadara. Stop right there. She is made a neder when she was married. So it doesn't automatically tell me, number one, that the neder was made when she was married. Ve'im bet isha nadara. She made the neder when she was married. And what does it tell me also? That the husband is the one that is in charge of the nadarim. So I don't need two Pasukim to teach me uh, arusa. I don't need the I mean, Nisua. I don't need the I don't need the pasuk of Imayote Yele Ish and plus Imbet Isha Nadara to teach me two pasukim of, uh, of Nisuin. And the first pasuk is going to teach me that Nisuin, the husband's in charge, and then Erusin, and then the, by Nisuin uh, also talking about that he's not Mefir Bekodmin. What do I need to pasukim for? Ah, so you know what? Must be the pasuk of Imayote Yele Ish is not talking about a Nisua, talking about an Arusa. And the Vav is coming to be Musi to tell me what? 
the father and the arus are mefitim nedareha. So the Gemara methodically, uh, to process of elimination, said the pasuk must be talking about an arusa. We tried to say no. Maybe it's about a nesua. And he took a skip for a nesua. Yeah, maybe he took a skip. Tell me nesua of the father husband. Plus, the court mean issue. When I need to pursue, I, 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 I can deduce all that from one pasuk. If she made a nidda when she was married. What? The husband is mefed. Okay, I'll learn two pasukas. It's not like I'm learning two things on one pasuk. It's mefedush. So therefore, must be Vimayoti Yeli. She's talking about a arusa. Now let's read this in the Ram. I spoke this outside, but it's kedai to read this inside. Now go to Amud Rishon. Let's start from the bottom Ram. Right, the Pasuk Rabbi Fos talked about the father making her father because she's single. Right, and it makes sense to say to someone Arusa, because if you think about it, the Arusa really did not leave the father's jurisdiction. It makes sense that the Arus should not be able to make a farah alone. So therefore the law also makes logic. Then he says, You have to tell me that by the father still has rights. Why, says the Ran? Because if you're going to tell me by Nara Meorasa, the Arus has all the rights, so then what do I need a Pasuk by Nisu'ah to tell me that the husband has the rights? If you tell me already he has rights from the Arusa stage, do I need a Pasuk to tell me that he has rights when she becomes a Nisu'ah? Right? So therefore he says, If you tell me that the Arus himself is able to be Mefir by Arusa, كرادني <laughs> No, maybe the pasuk is talking about nesua. Lomar de baal de chodem mefit. Tell me, maybe the husband alone. Devab mosif al yani shon lo amnina le elaki muhekera hake. Viim etukam barusam muhek dekativna. Avad nesua lo muheklar adraba. Tinau de baal de chodem mefit. The kevan chinesed shuv en la via neshupa. Which means, I have another option. Maybe I'll tell you the pasuk imayoti and he's talking about a nesua. Now, if you tell me you're talking about a nisu'ah, I don't have to learn this vav. This business of the vav, ve'im, that, you know, you connected to the thing before, the pasuk before, is only if you have no choice. So, by an arusah, you have to connect it. You can't say the, 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 the baal has hit alone, because otherwise we need the pasuk of nisu'ah. So, you're forced to learn the vav. But if I learn the pasuk by nisu'ah, don't play with the vav, 
And just talk about, talk about a regular Nisuah. I had to tell me what the husband has full rights. And then the only question the Gemara was, what do I need to Pesukim of Nisuah? And the Gemara answered, I'll tell you what I need to Pesukim for. One, to teach me that Nisuah, the husband has full rights. And the second Pesuk to say, only on the day that I made post-marriage, not pre. The Gemara's answer to that is, no, you don't need two Pesukim. And that I can learn from one Pesuk in Betisha. Nadara. Oh, so what's Vimayom must be talking about? Nara Amorasa. Oh, and it says, Ve'im Hayotie, and, oh, Vav Mosif, just like the, <coughs> the father has rights when she's single, the father also has rights when she is Arusa, and the Arus also kicks in. So that's the source. Back to the Gemara. I spoke all that out now to you in the, in, in the rest of the dance. Ve'ibayet the Gemara gives another answer. You know how I know that Pasuk, Ve'im Hayotie, the Ish is talking about a Arusa? We've seen this before. The language Hayotihiye. That in the Gemara's language like Habaya. That language is an Irusin language. It's not a Nisuin language per se. It's an Irusin language. Uh, uh, that's the way the Torah refers to a lady getting engaged. Uh, so therefore, just read the Pasuk. V'im hayotiyelishi. Now, how I know it's not talking about a nisua? From the words hayotiyeh. Hayotiyeh is implies irusin. Oh, and therefore, go back to the what? What's the word irusin? Vav mosif. Aviyah bala. Comes the ran and he asks the question. He said, "I'll show you from the Gemara Yibamot that we learned that." The word habaya or hayeta can also be referring to a nisua. Where do we see that? So let's remember. Remember, we were learning about a law of a kohen that is not allowed to be mitameh. Okay? Only to the seven relatives. Right? The seven relatives. So the Gemara said that he is allowed to uh, become uh, tameh. To his, well, the Torah says, "Lahoto habetula, asher lo hayeta leish, hayeta." The Gemara later learned hayeta means that she was not married, because if she was only engaged his sister and then she dies, he is metameh. The only one that the Kohen is not metameh to the sister is if the sister was married. But if she was engaged and she dies, he is metameh. How did they learn that from? These are talking about the people that he can't be metameh. There they're learning hayetah that she was not married. But if she was only engaged, then he can't metameh. Oh, so go back over here. Maybe the Pasuk is teaching you of him hayotah, he's just both. Maybe it's talking about an engaged lady and a married lady. Tell me what? That both the husband and the father have rights under the darim. Says that that's impossible. It makes no sense to say that a nisu'ah, the father still has rights. She left the father's uh, domain. Does it make sense to learn this pasuk that what, both in arusa and in nisu'ah, that she shared by the father and the, uh, uh, the husband for the darim? It doesn't make any sense to say such a thing. Therefore, you have to go from the, from the logic as well that the pasuk cannot be mitukam vibayotiye by a nisu'ah. Even though sometimes you see referring to a Nisua. But in this Pasuk, it's more logical, like we said, to swear an Arusa only, and to teach me what? 
that Avia Ubala Mifirim Nidara. So basically, what the Gemara proved until this point is that the Pasuk is referring to an Aram or Asav. Comes the Gemara and asks, Ema Avle Mefer. Who told you? Which means like this. Maybe. I agree. It's talking about an Aram or Asav, that Pasuk. I don't argue. But you know, maybe the Pasuk is telling me like this. Really, my premise is, she's, she's still by the father's domain. Till you get married, you're the father's uh, property, so to speak. And therefore, I'll tell you, you know what? Even in Naramurasa, advantage, father. Also, so what is the person giving the husband or the arus of your power? The only power the arus has maybe is hakama powers. He doesn't have the power to be mefer, but maybe he has the power to make him. I mean, just, uh, if he comes along and says, it's like he has a power to block. But he doesn't have a power to uproot, to nullify. Which means the nullifying power, that goes to the, the father. Oh, the other Torah is giving, and he has some power. Darus has power if he wants to be mekim. But to be mefer, he doesn't have the, the ability. Which means, if the husband, uh, uh, if the, if the, if the, the Arus was mefer, his afara is... Then nothing. He needs the father in conjunction, right? But the father doesn't need the arus. Maybe that's what the pastor says. So maybe the arus is weaker than the. Uh, uh, let's read that in Ram. This question, right? Let's read the Ram. Emma. Um, it's like the one, two, three, four, five, six lines, and they get white. Emma avlechude lefar. Since, listen, she's Arusa, she really didn't leave the father's jurisdiction. He should really have the rights to nullify. But Arus, no. It's just coming to tell me that for Hafara, the Arus needs the father. Oh, if you remember, we looked at the Pesukim there. It also says that if the Arus is Mefer, it's Ufar. Which is master that he also has Hefer rights. So the Ran says, which means all it's saying is that if he didn't make hafara on the day that he heard it, so automatically it's like a Which means that for that only he, the arus has power. Power. What's the minimum power? So when the Pasuk says that if he's Mefer, uh, uh, we're just trying to show you that the law of Hafara is Dafka on the day. But if he kept quiet on the day, it's automatic Hakama. But that's the only power that he has. Maybe, maybe that's a shot. So comes Gabran says, no, can't be. In can, if that's the case, Vasera Isar Bet Abiha. Some take out the word Janiota. Lamali, what do I need? You spit that, that pasu for. Now that pasu is talking about when she's single. Now let's, let's speak out ourselves. What does the Torah tell me when she's single? Who has rights to the Nidarim? The father alone. To make a fara. Huh. 
If you're telling me that when she's arusa, the father has exclusive rights, do you need to tell me when she's single, the father has exclusive rights? Now you made this the pasuk of when she's single superfluous. And by an arusa, right, the father has the exclusivity. So of course, when she's a piran, the speaks that out. Ashta yesh tomar bimkom arus mefer av lechudet. Shelo bimkom arus mebaya. So that can't be an option as well, because now you're making the pinuya pasuk superfluous. Yeah? Gebra says, no. Emma, maybe I'll tell you like this. Emma avd ve'e arus ve'arus lechude mefar. Now the Gebra makes a 180 degree reversal in Sebarot. Gebra says, okay, I'll go the other way now. Maybe the arus can do it alone. If Tarus wants to make hafara, it's his call. And maybe what the Pasuk is just coming to tell you, that the father needs the Arus. If the father wants to make hafara, he's got to have a partnership with the Arus. But the Arus can do everything alone. Maybe it's the opposite. But again, we're just trying to break the Limud. Our Limud is going to be, you need both of them. So the Gabriel is looking at any other option to make that a viable option, so you don't learn the, you know, our, our, our point. So go the other way now. Maybe I'll tell you the exact topic. That what? That maybe it's the Arusa's call. Once she, he leaves the, you know, the once he gets engaged, it's his, uh, it's his call. And what? But if the father wants to get involved, the father has rights, but only b'shutafu shela, shela baal. Look at the Ran. The Ran says Emma. Let's start from that one. Emma ibaye Arus, aval Arus lechodel lefar. That's the that we said till now. That when a girl gets engaged, she still has, she's still in the father's jurisdiction. We're saying something now totally opposite. Now we're going to go with the logic. When she's engaged, she's the husband. She's the arusis. And what? The Aruz don't need anybody. He can work alone, but he needs the, the father needs him, right? The Kevan Cheken Adraba. Now go the other way. Mashmata Dikra the Aruz Ikar. Now make the Aruz Ikar the Av Tafelo. Now, the Kevan, the Tarahraman al Nashmina, the Av Mifir Kodim Shint Arsa. Right? And now you understand, and the person can make a little more sense because that's what it tried to tell me. The father only has rights when she's single. To point that out to me. When she's single, he has rights. But, oh, uh, once she gets engaged, the father loses his rights. That's why Davka Pinuya, the father's in charge, but not by Arusa. Michlal de la Hachin Arasap, implying that after she becomes an Arusa, Nafkalam Rishute, the Keva de Katakra Beheja de Arus Mefer, Masma del Hode Mefer, the Shutfute de Abdelete Ela Mishum Vav Mosif and Nanishon, Mistake. What's the proof? The vav, ve'im hayo, is putting the father in play. That what? Don't think the father, when she gets engaged, has no power. No, ve'im hayo, the father is still around. Legabe what? Legabe, that he has power so long as the baal is with him. But really the baal is able to be uh, mefer alone. But if the father wants to be mefer, he's got to get the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the shoot of the, uh, of the of the husband of the arus. 
תיאחה, הפרת אב דכתב רחמנא, למה לי? בכיוון שכן, כל עקד המוקבט לאב, במידי סגי לאבינו כמה אחידי מקימו קם, right? Which means, I'm going to come and tell me that if the father, whatever I said, I'm going to say it better now, whatever I just said by the, by the arus, I'm going to say it by the father now. The father has hakama rights. Right? We're limiting his rights. He has rights to be mekim, but he doesn't, rights to, he doesn't have rights to be mefir. Okay, and maybe, and maybe all the rights of hafana belong to the arus, right? That's what we're saying now. So the Gibbara says, can't be. And let, 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 let's speak it out ourselves. We know the question is going to be. Then what do you have to tell me when she's married? The arus has all the, 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 the husband has all the rights. He has all the rights already when she was engaged. Now already the, the marriage pasuk doesn't make any sense. And the Gibbara speaks that out. And what's the purpose of the, including the father? What do you And what when the father still has some sort of rights? For example, when she's an Arusa, still Arus mefil yodeh, the Arusa has all the rights. Shedobim komav, when she's married, where the father lost all his rights. Mibayad, you have to come and tell me? So therefore, that option also doesn't uh, work as well. Because I don't need a pasuk to come and tell me that when she's Arusa, the Arusa has all the rights of Hathara. And then you tell me, well, uh, you should have to get married. Well, the husband has all the rights. He had the rights already uh, when she was Arusa. Uh, uh, so therefore, that cannot make sense as well. So the Gebarag tries one more uh, uh, angle to try to you know, break the derasha, And then the Gebarag is going to come along and say, Elawa, you have a final proof that the deen is emit. And what's the, what's the last uh, twist? So the Gebarag says, Ema imbet ishanadara which means, ah, I'll tell you like this. The Pasuk of Imhayotiyeli'ish is talking about a Na'ara Mu'ra Salakwinat. And you know what it's telling me? Advantage all goes to the Ba'al, to the Arus. Good. Also, we said that we need the Pasuk of Imhayotiyeli'ish. No, no. I need the Imhayotiyeli'ish Pasuk. Not to teach me that he has full rights when she's married. I know that already he had full rights from Arusa. I need the marriage pasuk to tell me that when it comes to marriage, he only has rights on the darim going forward, not on the pre. That's Hadush already. Like the pasuk says, V'im bet isha She has to make the darim, dafka in the house, but stuff before, no, so therefore everything's fine. Don't tell me you don't need the second pasuk of Ibet isha. I need it to teach me an auxiliary Hadush that they have before. Oh... So now comes the Gavonah and says, wait, it can't be that. It's not going to work. Why? You're going to learn from there what? what? What's the diuk? That a nisu'ah, when he's married, he cannot be mefer bekodmi. Right? But an arusa can. That would be the, the implication, right? The, uh, 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 Nasui, he cannot break the darim from before, but an arusa or an arus can break the darim bekodmi. Now that doesn't make any sense. What you're going to tell me? What the married man has less power than the arus? Tell me the arus can go on stuff before, but uh, the uh, the nasui cannot. 
which is, if you're going to learn it like that, it, it, it makes no sense. And that's what Gibran says. Umine, which means from that uh, place where you're coming to ask a question, right? So you're coming to tell me what? Adrabat, you're coming to tell me that Arus Mefer Bekodmim. And by the way, we know that, by the way. That, that, I want to point out, that is true, by the way. The Arus does have rights to be Mefer Bekodmim. That is a law, because by the Arusa, what does it say? It says, Undareha Aleha. So we know that uh, rule, by the way. But wait, once you're telling me that, that he's able to be mefir nidarin, that already are on her, how could you tell me that the father has no rights? Does that make any sense? No, that the father has no rights. Aren't we at this stage over here that we want to say that when it comes to arusa, it's the Baal. I'm giving you the whole logic again. It's the Baal. Oh, if it's the Baal, what do you got to tell me this for? If he has rights already exclusively by Arusa, of he came by Nisua. Oh, the Nisua is totally different, Hadush. That what? He has ability only going forward, not on Kodmi. Okay, implying. So the Gibran says, oh, from what you just said, you disproved yourself. From your statement just now, you broke your own logic. Why? Because if you're telling me that by Nisua, it's only going forward, that implies what? And it's true. That implies what? That by Arusa, she can, he can even break the Nidarim of before. Now, if you tell me you can break the dream before, obviously it's got to be with the father's sutafut. Because it doesn't make sense that on the dream that were made under the father's jurisdiction, that what, only the Baals can be able to be nefer. Does that make any sense? Of course not. They were made in the father's jurisdiction. And she really didn't leave in totality the father's jurisdiction yet. And they're like, thank you. Exactly for what you're telling me, you prove my point. That a na'arame or asa, it's not the husband, the arus exclusively. It's got to be a shutafut. And therefore, ela lav mishum shutafut. Ela must be because of the partnership. That's a fine point. I'll speak that one last time. Save your clarity. Again, all the Gemara at this point was trying to do is, we know the bottom line. We know the result. The result is na'arame or asa, aviyah, uba'alam, mefinim, That's That's the bottom line. It's got to be a partnership to make a farah. But as the Gemara tries to crystallize things, it's going to give me every other possible option to learn that pasuk, not like the maskana, and show me why I can't learn all those other options, and back me into a corner where I'm forced to say, uh, the pasuk must be talking about a na'aram or and that's what it successfully does. The last stage of it was, you know what, maybe I'll tell you... It's talking about a lady that's Meurasa. She's engaged. No, no problem. I have no problem with that. However you want to I got no problem. But maybe I'll tell you logic like this. Maybe the Torah is going so far to tell me that an engaged lady, she's in the jurisdiction of her husband. Solely. But you can't tell me solely because the father has to have some... Yeah, the father has the minimal rights that you can give him. Hakamah rights. If he comes along and says, uh, I'm Mekim. I'm Mekim. He has rights to, to block. But he has no rights to be mefer alone. Which means it's really the husband's uh, husband's call. Okay, very nice. Right? It's the husband's call. So the Gemara You're telling me that the husband has full rights by Arusa. Let's go to the next pasuk. The imbet isha nadara. If she made it when she was married, husband. Vadai. <laughs> Already the husband was working solely at the time of the engagement. At the time he's working solely at the time of the marriage. No, I can answer that also. 
That pasuk is just telling me that in the marriage he only is working on nedarim from the marriage on, but he cannot work on stuff earlier. So the Gebalah says, good, I agree to that. That's a true Hadusfah, that's a fact. But listen to what you're saying. From the implication of what you just said, you broke your whole logic. Because you're telling me that. On marriage, it goes on the darim going forward. Mashvah that on Irusin, he can even go on stuff before. Right, stuff before the marriage. So it's before the Irusin. Hold it. How can he break stuff on stuff before the Irusin? Stuff before the Irusin, that was the father's uh, possession. And e- jurisdiction. And even now that she's engaged, she shouldn't leave the father's jurisdiction in totality. Ella what? Thank you very much. You're, you're working with a shoot foot. Good. So now must be that we're back to uh, square one. That avia ubala mefirim nedaream. It's got to be done with a shoot foot, and therefore proof positive. So somebody would ask you, the source, v'im hayot ish. If she, the second pasuk, right? The first pasuk is pinuya. That's that. Third pasuk is married. Middle pasuk. And since it says, we're learning that. It's got to be talking about an arusa. And ve'im hayo is coming to tell me, well, the father's still connected. And what? That Not that one is stronger than the other. Both have equal right. Meaning, if the father is mefer and the arus not, or the arus is mefer and the father not? No deal, and neither is there. To mefer, both have equal right. Both have to nullify. And then we learned the Hadush in the Mishnah, just to conclude, not only they have to both nullify, but they have to both nullify on the same day without any interference in between. Kegon, what was the case of interference we learned today? Where person number one was mefed, he's good. The second guy was Mekim, retracted, and then made Afara. No good. Why would he? Because your Hakama <coughs> broke, the, broke the chain. Because at the time of the Hakama, this Hafara now is worthless. But I undid it. Too late. Now, are we not talking between Rambam and Ramban? Could you rehash it or not? Rambam says no. Rambam says yes. <laughs>